For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Seventy-seven WABC Sports celebrating one hundred years from the World Series in nineteen twenty-one. Well, here now is Babe Ruth to Howard Cosell. Hello again, everyone. Howard Cosell. And now seventy-seven WABC Sports is on Instagram. All the news, all the stories, all the action. Follow at 77 WABC Sports. WABC Talk Radio 77. This Sunday, from noon to 1 p.m., he's one of America's most prominent political consultants, pollster and pundit, a best-selling author, and he's been called the most influential private citizen in America by Time Magazine. In politics, you're up, you're down, nothing is final or fatal. He's Dick Morris, and this Sunday, from noon to 1 p.m., he's on 77 WABC. WABC. WABC Radio is proud to celebrate 100 years from October 1st, 1921 to music radio to talk radio's crown jewel worldwide and beyond. WABC. And WLIRFM Hampton Bays. From around the world to around the block, this is a WABC 77 Second News Update. 57 degrees, mostly sunny at 4 o'clock. 77 WABC Time Check, sponsored by Bulba Watches. Good afternoon, I'm Bob Brown. Breaking news, WABC. A police officer was shot this afternoon. City officials say the incident happened on Elm Street. They say the officer and suspect were taken to Jacoby Hospital. New Mexico workplace safety regulators say they've been issued the maximum possible fine against a film production company for firearm safety failures on the set where a cinematographer was fatally shot in October by actor and producer Alec Baldwin. New Mexico's Occupational Health and Safety Bureau today announcing the nearly $137,000 fine against Russ Movie Productions. Mayor Adams says he wants to promote the city's impending legal cannabis industry. He also wants to assist people from minority communities who were most affected by marijuana-related offenses to become marijuana entrepreneurs. Adams proposing the city spend over $4.5 million to reach out to those most impacted by the so-called war on drugs. A Connecticut state trooper has been charged with manslaughter in the 2020 deadly shooting of a man. Authorities say Trooper Brian North turned himself in to the state inspector general last night. He fatally shot Mubarak Salmame in the driver's seat of a car in West Haven. James Goldman, a.k.a. Bo Sternley, up next on 77 WABC. Yanks and Tigers, Mets host the Giants. NBA game two, Nets and Celtics. Forecast in the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center tonight. Mostly clear, low 44. Tomorrow, partly sunny. Again, high near 57. Mostly sunny outside the 77 WBC Midtown Manhattan Studios at 402. 77 WBC Time Check, sponsored by Bulba Watches. Discover finely crafted timepieces available at Macy's. I'm Bob Brown, traffic and transit next. Remember, the news never stops at WABCRadio.com. WABC Traffic and Transit. On the FDR Drive northbound, we have stop and go between 8th Avenue and the GWB. On the Deegan, slow traffic southbound between Fordham Road and University Heights. The Whitestone Bridge area of the Bronx, I-678, we have slow traffic southbound between north of Whitestone Bridge south of I-95, the Cross Bronx, and the Whitestone Bridge span. Checking the bridges and tunnels at this hour, GWB inbound uppers doing fine, lower okay, outbound heavy, Lincoln inbound 5 to 10, outbound 20 to 30, Holland inbound okay from the turnpike, 10 to 15 from routes 1 to 9, outbound 20 to 30 minute delays. I'm Bob Brown with your 76. WABC Traffic and Transit Update.
James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. And welcome to your Wednesday. It is indeed James Golden here with you on WABC. If you'd like to be part of today's program, all you have to do is dial 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9-2-2-2. That's it. We have so much news. As always, let us start with news on the subway. And there's tragic news. You know, I, I do a little video every day, you know, kind of promoting what we're going to talk about in, when we know. They killed Kenny. Um, and we have a, this is tragic, and it really is not, and we're not making light of it. This really happened, and it's very sad. Uh, and it's unusual that there were three bodies found, three. And on the number three line, the subways, two people were found dead on the tracks. No, I'm sorry. It was two people on the number three line, not three people on the number two line. So it was two people on the number three line in Brownsville, Brooklyn. Now, preliminarily, uh, what the authorities say is that they appear to be adult men, but sadly... The remains are in such bad shape that they don't know. Law enforcement believes that the two bodies could have been graffiti artists. Yeah, you know how they go down with the spray paint and they, you know, do all that. So when you're going through, you see their name. Wow, big whoopee-doo. You don't even know who they are, but you see their vandalism in New York City subways or you see their vandalism. There's new construction coming in, for instance, on the Van Wick, and it looks beautiful. Right. But of course, you have to have the graffiti artists that are screwing up the works because that's what they do. And they've been at this. I remember when this stuff first started. It was the Crips and the Bloods, the first vandalism I saw. It was out in Queens. And all of a sudden, you started seeing this graffiti from gangs. And then it spread like crazy until I remember looking at the number seven train. One day going, I was on the Grand Central, you know, where the uh, where the elevated number seven train passes on the way back. Then it was Shea Stadium, of course, now a city field. But and I remember seeing the train and the whole train was graffitied, the entire train. I'm like, this just looks terrible. And these graffiti artists are still at it. It's like if you go to other countries. I remember going to. um to uh, Mark Stein's place, you know, up the, with the Canucks. And as soon as you cross the border, if you go through upstate New York and you cross the border up near Buffalo into Canuck land, as soon as you get up there, it's like clean. There's no litter anywhere. It's clean. There's no graffiti on any buildings. And it's like, wow, this is really nice. Things just look pleasant. And when you're in the city, of course, then you deal with these problems. So apparently, if police are correct, two bodies of maybe graffiti artists have been found. The motorman on a subway spotted the bodies. He stopped the train. And the belief is that it was not that train, but another train that struck them. And there will be no more graffiti, apparently, if they are indeed Graffiti artist. What a terrible way to have your career as a graffiti artist ended. But perhaps graffiti artists shouldn't be out there doing graffiti in the first place, eh? Oh, I'm sorry. That's so insensitive. So that's just one thing. There has been tremendous pushback. Tremendous. On freedom, once again. What am I talking about? The mask, of course. The judge that issued, you you have never seen such hostility toward a judicial ruling, and I don't know when. There are stories in almost every major mainstream outlet disparaging this judge, disparaging the idea that masks are are no longer being mandated on planes or trains or buses, unless, of course, you live in New York City, where they don't pay any attention to federal law. So... The story today in The Hill is that the judge's textualist ruling on airline mask mandate sparks 
backlash. Really? It's a backlash. A backlash from who? It's a backlash from liberals who don't agree with her ruling. And so now they're mad because it's textualist. Do you know what that means? It means that she looked at the words in the statute and took them literally. This is what the words mean. It means words mean things. And she went after and made her decision in one part. They're, they're looking at the, uh, the word sanitation because she went through dictionary definitions to describe what sanitation meant in the statute, the 1944 federal law known as the public health service law that the CDC based their reasoning on. So she actually went to look at the law and she described the words. And now liberals are having their panties in a wad because she actually looked at the exact words. And they're saying, oh, no, no, this is horrible. This is horrible. She actually used the words and, and, and wrote a definition of the words, how they appear in the dictionary. Oh, she's such a horrible judge. She didn't just, you know, make it up out of thin air like the liberals do. She actually looked at the text of the statute, and they are all over her. It doesn't help that she was a clerk for Justice Clarence Thomas. They are livid about that, and you will find that in a few other places. In the Amazon Prime Washington Post, there's a columnist, Robin Givhan. Whoops of selfish delight. Well, what are they whooping about? What could they possibly be whooping about over there? They're so selfish. I'll tell you what they're whooping about. The whoops echoed through airplanes as flight attendants and pilots announced midair that a judge in Florida had tossed out the federal mask mandate that had been in effect since January 2021. On a southwest flight from Nashville to Charlotte, Passengers hooted and hollered and twirled their freshly ditched mask into the air with giddy delight. They reveled in the knowledge that while they might be required to buckle their seatbelt, turn off their cell phone, put their seats back in the upright position, and refrain from smoking on their grueling one-hour and 20-minute flight, the one thing they would not have to do was wear a mask. The long torturous nightmare of government overreach, which is how many so, so many aggrieved passengers viewed the mandate affecting public transportation has come to an end, maybe. And then she goes on to note that in places like LaGuardia Airport, John F. Kennedy Airport, New York still has a mandate. We'll see how that works, because I know a lot of people are going to go in there without a mask and just dare somebody to stop them. But for the moment, this give hand woman writes, there are squeals of unbridled delight, which isn't so much a reflection of just how onerous the mask mandate has been, but rather just how childish and selfish so much of the country has been in dealing with it. So this woman, for those of you that have not wanted to wear a mask, and by the way, we talked with Mark Stein yesterday, as we do every Tuesday. One of the things that he has been reporting are the studies that show people have ingested microplastics deep inside their lungs from these masks and from wearing them for such a long period of time. That's a problematic. But this woman, this holier than now, I know better than you. First, she mocks you. She mocks anybody that doesn't believe like her, mocks the idea that this was government overreach when it was. She mocks the idea that people don't want to be masked up on a one-and-a-half-hour ride or a three-hour ride, a five-hour ride, like it's her business. And now she calls you selfish, childish. She's calling you, people that don't agree with these mask mandates, childish and selfish. This is your Amazon Prime Washington Post. These are these holier-than-thou liberals that always think they are the arbiters of what is right and wrong, and if you dare disagree with them, Whoa, you're childish. You're selfish. These are the Karens of the world, the ones that will come up to you and tell you, you can have your mask on. Why aren't you wearing your mask? Mind your damn business. Mind your business. Leave the rest of everybody. You want to wear a mask, Missy? Nobody's stopping you. Put on a mask. Put on two. Put on three. 
Take off your panties and put them on your face, too, if you want to. Wear a mask. But don't tell everybody that they're childish and stupid if they don't think like you, if they want to be free from masks. These, I'm telling you, these, these liberals, they are out of control. Now, there is an article in, well, of all places, Fox News. You know how the liberals hate Fox News, don't you? Yes, there's a liberal today. New York continues to enforce mask mandate for public transit due to variant spread, the governor says. The unelected governor of New York is not a scientist. The unelected governor of New York is another in a long line of Democrat political hacks. And I really don't care what she has to say about a mask. She doesn't know anybody's health condition. She doesn't know the science of COVID and behind it. So, yes, she can exercise and flaunt the power that voters never gave her to become the governor of the, of the great state of New York. But you know what? I guarantee you there are going to be a lot of people. I guarantee this. There are going to be a lot of people who perform, how shall we say, civil disobedience. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, 800-848-WABC, coming right back after this. Entertaining and informative, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, is on the air, 77 WABC. Really? Really? Child, things are gonna get easy. How do you even know this song? Like my crew in New York, they're like 12 years old. I'm just kidding. They're like in their young 20s. I mean, and they're awesome. I have like the most awesome crew in radio. But they, how do you even know this song? The five stair steps bring us back on WABC Talk Radio 77. Ooh, child, let it play. Someday, yeah, Kenny Burke. Clarence Burke. Papa Burke. Okay, so like not only does our engineer, who's like 21, know this song, our screener, who's like 17, he knows it too. It's like, how do y'all know this? Okay, I'm serious. How do you know this song? Talk to me. How do you know this song? Uh, well, I mean, for starters, it's like one of the most famous songs of all time. Okay. Uh, and then also, I think a lot of people know it from Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Oh, Oh, wait, because that's when he was dancing. He was, yeah, doing yeah. that. Okay. So Guardians of the Galaxy. Is that where you first heard it? It's not where I first heard it, but it's definitely like what I think of now when I hear this. He was playing it on his cassette recorder and he was like grooving to it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With tree? With the tree? Root. Root, root. I'm root. I'm root. Yeah. (laughs) They killed Kenny! Bring it up! Five stair steps. Okay, let's. There's more subway news. Uh, again, our first our first story today. Sad that three uh, two bodies were found on the number three line. Two dead. Number three. Uh, and they believe they were graffiti artists and all that. They killed Kenny. Um, and there's more subway news. This is in today's edition of BizPackReview.com. BizPackReview.com. A, in light of a recent subway shooting in New York City, a 2019 letter from Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and other progressives has been found. It called, of course, to defund the police department, which, by the way, liberals have done that in, in New York. If you want to know one of the reasons why crime is out of control in this city, go Check out where the billion dollars went that was cut from the police budget. Okay, but uh, aside from that, Ms. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said, she wrote a letter, she and the other progressives, there was a plan to put 500 more police officers in the subway. 
She wrote a letter against that. They wrote a letter opposing that. She said, and I quote, this the letter said, punishing the poor does not create a safer environment. So you see, putting police officers in and on the subways is punishing the poor, according to this mind that many of you in Queens and the Bronx sent to Congress. That is why my fellow New York colleagues and I wrote a letter to act New York Governor Cuomo asking him to help put an end to the MTA's dangerous policing policy. She wrote this in 2019. In a related story from NewYork1.com, something that has been covered here on WABC News, a suspect, the fatal shoving of a woman has been found unfit to stand trial, according to who? Prosecutors. Marshall Simon was placed into the custody of New York City Department of Health and Mental Hygiene at a court appearance Tuesday. A spokesperson for the Manhattan District Attorney's Office said, Today, he will remain in the department's custody until he is deemed fit. He's currently being held at Bellevue, the prison ward over at Bellevue. He was charged with the second-degree murder of 40-year-old Michelle Goh on the tracks, pushed her onto the, to the train tracks of Times Square, 42nd Street, one of the busiest subway stations in this city. Killed her. Mental health. Now, I want to turn to California and relate all of these. Let's, as they say in liberal land, connect the dots. Okay. Governor, I never thought there would be a day when I agreed with something that Governor Gavin Newsom in Los Angeles, uh, in California, Californicate, is trying to do. But out in Californicate, there is a plan from the governor to put more of the mentally disturbed people into a court-ordered treatment for severe mental illness, for severe addiction. Well, guess what? The left are up and beside themselves over it. They claim the ad- the homeless advocates, the ACLU, and others are fighting this, the American Civil Liberties for Dis- uh, Union Disability Rights California, the Western Center on Law and Poverty. They all signed an opposition letter. They say that this effort to actually provide and get mentally ill people off the streets and also get them into much-needed treatment violates, violates the civil rights of the mentally ill. And they say it also perpetuates institutional racism. So, New York, Los Angeles, anywhere you look. You can go to Detroit, Detroit, New York, anywhere out in California, Kate, anywhere, Portland, you name your city, you name your blue city, New York here especially. There are so many cases of severe mentally ill people out on the streets. And in New York, we do have somebody to thank for it. Democrat Governor Hugh Hugh Carey, remember, Governor Hugh Carey dumped a lot of these people on the streets when he closed the mental health facilities, part of a so-called budget crisis in the state. And New York has not been the same since. But the governor of California wants to do something for the mentally ill to help get them off the street and the severely addicted. And liberals are up in arms against it. They, Whatever they shout, they always shout, it's racist, it's racist. Well, yeah. Folks, this has to happen. If we are ever going to clean up these major cities, we have to deal with the mental ill problem. And it is a problem. And we are not helping mentally ill people by leaving them on the streets. We are not helping addicted, severely addicted people 
by leaving them on the streets. We are not helping the homeless by leaving them on the streets. And for the life of me, I don't understand why liberals stand in the way of getting people that need help the help that they need. When we come back, we're going to spend a few minutes with Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, their attempts to throw her off the ballot. Whatever you think about her, I'm not questioning that. What I am saying, this is patently unfair and ridiculous. We'll be back with Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. She'll only be with us for a brief while. And we're going to get to your phone calls, too. James Golden, A.K. Snurley, right back after this. Bo knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. WABC Talk Radio 77, New York City. And yes, Long Island. My Long Island. <laughs> Yeah, speaking about somebody that got left from paradise, let's talk about Massachusetts Democrat Senator Elizabeth Warren. Uh, Elizabeth Warren has been writing essays. She's been busy uh, trying to suggest to Democrats that they can avoid disaster in November. And one of the things that they can do to avoid disaster in November is to provide additional student loan debt relief. They give students debt relief. What does that mean? That means they cancel student debt. You owe money. Okay, all forgiven. You don't have to pay it back anymore. We're sorry we ever suggested that you had to pay for it. It should have been for free anyway. And so now you don't have to pay for it. No. All right, this is something that the left wants. And you can see, every year they bring this up, no matter who's around, they bring this up. This is the mantra that's been going for years and years and years. Student debt is too high. We have to solve this student debt problem. We owe too much money. And we'll talk about that when we get back. But first, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie, how are you, Congresswoman? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Jane? Well, I'm perturbed. I read that there are some Democrats trying to throw you off the ballot. First of all, I've been reading this little stories about this, and I kept saying to myself, oh, this stupid-ass suit is going to be thrown out of court as soon as it gets in there. No one's going to take this seriously. And yet we find some judge that takes this seriously. What is going on? Well, thank you for stating your outrage. So clearly that's how people in my district feel. No, what's happening is this is a dark money funded group free speech for people which is absolutely a hilarious name by the way um they they go around and they try to find voters to file these uh candidacy challenges to members of congress like myself they did it to madison cawthorn now they're doing it to me they're doing it to a few other people but yeah we were shocked we thought for sure the judge would throw it out and see this for what it is nothing but uh you know uh, a conspiracy theory, basically, because Democrats know they're going to lose in November, and so they're coming up with anything they can to lie, cheat, and steal, and get Republicans off the ballot. But here's something funny. Let me tell you. Let me tell you this. There's, they could only find five voters in my district out of over <laughs> seven hundred thousand people. Yeah, they could only find five voters. And then let me add on to this. One of the five happens to be the Democrat chair for my district for the 14th district who, who is, so that's one of them. And then two of them, two of the five are moved here from Canada. So you can see the type of people they've got. Uh, It's a pure political witch hunt, but I'm going to win uh, because the truth is on my side. Okay. So we've got that. I also read reports that your, your Democrat challenger has raised more money than you in the last cycle. And that stuns me, too. This means to me that people from all over the liberal land in the United States are sending money to some long-shot candidate who doesn't have a chance in renting in your district, all on a wish and a prayer. But it also means that because we can never take things for granted, that people that support you had better make sure that they are supporting you and that their support is clear. Because 
we cannot afford for you to be outspent in that district. Yes, that's right. Well, you can see that I'm the number one target, and that's proof it, it, that they that so many people would fund a long shot candidate to try to try to beat me shows you that that this is a this is an effort. It's a nationwide effort, um, and they are going to do anything they can. You know why, James? It's because I went to Washington. I'm doing every single thing I said I would do, and then when Republicans take back the House in November. You better bet I'm going to be cranking the, cranking it up, and I'm going to fight even harder than they've seen before. They know that I'm the biggest threat that out of Republicans in Congress because I'm going to drive the agenda. And so they may be donating heavily uh, to this guy, but, you know, he's got one problem, and that's that big fat D behind, beside his name, and my district is just not going to elect him. Well, glad to hear that, and I am so glad. Now, what can people do, if anything— to let their voices be heard on this outrageous attempt to silence you and get you thrown off the ballot? Well, we definitely need people to do that because they, th- this is, this is insane. The very fact that they're trying to politicize our court uh, and, and take this to where a candidacy challenge is really about like, where do you live? Uh, how old are you? You know, proving things like that, uh, which is of course, so easy to prove. Um, but, but taking it to a court and trying to create a lie so that a judge, judges and bureaucrats are the one deciding who people are allowed to vote for. Well, that is destroying democracy, um, like they're claiming, but it, it, it truly is. And it's really destroying people's freedom of speech. It's only up to the voters to choose who they send to represent them in Congress. And this, this effort, uh, should terrify everyone because you know it's not going to go away. They're going to keep doing it until they're finally successful. Uh, so people people definitely need to let the administrative law court know that this is frivolous, that they shouldn't, this needs to be thrown out. Let our Secretary of State know. Our Secretary of State here in Georgia also needs to hear from people that this, this is absurd. Uh, he should be standing up against it. Um, but But most of all, just let, tell people to make their voices known that, that they aren't going to allow uh, this to happen to our elections. Our elections integrity is important. We're tired of stolen elec- elections. We dealt with enough election fraud in 2020, and we do not want to have to deal with um, these shenanigans in court here in 2022. Well, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, thank you for joining us. I know you have another commitment. We will speak with you again. I want to catch up with you on your latest efforts to make sure being held on charges in the January 6th, quote, unquote, insurrection are being treated fairly. And you've been the only one that's been able to get in the jail cell there and see what these people are experiencing. So we'd love to chat with you again when we catch up. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. Thank you so much, James. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, with you here on WABC Talk Radio 77. We have got a lot more to do. You know, there was a story yesterday we talked about briefly. This woman from the Washington Post decides that she wants to expose, expose to docs the person that is on Twitter under the handle Libs of TikTok. Now, her name is... Taylor Lorenz. Taylor Lorenz, two or three weeks ago, was out crying, crying, literally almost crying, saying that it's unfair that people that people stalk her, that they that they try to harass her online because she's and she was lamenting the plight of journalists who have to suffer these indignities because of their reporting, and yet she and the Washington Post saw no. Irony at all in doxing the woman that on Twitter provides. All she does is go on Twitter and she aggregates content that liberals put out themselves. So she sees a video. For instance, she saw a video of some of the teachers reacting to the Florida law, the parental notification law, and she posted it. This is what they're saying. And this has so upset the left because people... We played some of those videos. We played the audio from them. Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, and others have played the videos that these liberals themselves put out. And this has liberals all over in an outrage because they're effective. Because parents see 
what these teachers really are teaching their kids or what their agenda is. And so Taylor Lorenz took it upon herself to harass the family members of the woman, and I'm not going to mention her name, Libs of TikTok, and Washington Post supports her, the Amazon Prime Washington Post. Well, you know what? America is watching all of this. And this is not going to play well. Democrats apparently will do anything, and you all know this, anything and everything to make sure that they demonize anybody that is telling the truth about who they are. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Here's a story from AmericanWireNews.com. As violent crime soars in New York City, that would be our town, a rapper whose social social media accounts are dripping in hateful anti-police rhetoric is running to become Brooklyn Assembly's District's 46th Democrat leader. His name is Noah Weston, a.k.a. He has an a.k.a. too. Not like a.k.a. Bo Snurley. His a.k.a. is Soul Khan. Like, I guess, the Wrath of Khan. Like, chuck a chuck a chuck Khan. chuck a Khan. chuck a Khan. For years has referred to New York's finest as effing pigs. He calls New York's finest New York police officers plague rats. He calls New York police officers sacks of excrement, except he doesn't say excrement. He's another one of these that calls for defunding the police. He's not even a native New Yorker. Native, native, native New York. Yeah, he's not a native New Yorker. He comes from West Hollywood, of all places, out in California. He comes from West Hollywood. He's a hip-hop performer with the Brown Bag All-Stars. And yet he wants to run. He wants to run in Brooklyn after he's referred to New York police officers as effing pigs, plague rats, and sacks of excrement. This is what the Democrat Party is putting up during this election season. There's a Boston University, this also from AmericanWireNews.com, Boston University uh, professor who has declared that the Republican Party is the party of white supremacy. Yawn. Hear that? It's just yawn. And that they're grooming racist. Yawn. I mean, this is all they have. You're a racist, you're a racist, you're a racist. Ooh, white supremacist, white supremacist, white supremacist, racist, racist, racist. That's what the, yeah. Anyway, he teaches your kids if you bother to send them to Boston University. You can pay forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 tuition to have your child, your young person, your almost an adult, indoctrinated with this sort of stuff. Have any of you been watching... The Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Have you? What do you think? Just tell me briefly, what do you think about it? It's a, it's a tough bargain, you know. I mean, Johnny Depp's put in a tough spot from, from Amber Heard. Obviously, she countersued Johnny Depp, but, you know, looking at him on the stand, he looks composed. You know, he looks like he, he didn't do anything wrong. You know, Greg Kelly talked about it earlier today on his show. Um, you know, you got to feel for the guy. I mean, he's going through all this trouble. I have to um, feel for him. What was that? I have to feel for him. Yeah. I mean, Greg, Greg feels for him. You know, it looks like he, you know, he's trying to do whatever he can to clear his name and he, he doesn't look too, you know, shaking or, you know, hesitant about anything he said. Okay. I have to feel for him. 
I, I've seen snippets of this thing on TV, and I just can't bear it. I'm like, why am I even watching these snippets? Um, he says that the this woman is it heard or head heard 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 okay. So I've been calling Amber Head all this time. I don't know why. Amber heard, he says, said mean things to him. And then she threw like a vodka bottle at him or two and cut his finger. And he's like bleeding. Wow. Uh-huh. It's wild. Yeah, yeah. The guy that starred in, what was that movie, the gangster movie that he starred in? Um, enemies, a uh, 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 public enemy number one. Yeah, here's public enemy number one. Public, here's here's pirates of the pirates of the Caribbean. Here's Mister Swashbuckling. I can do. I can play with swords. I can play with guns. I'm a tough guy. And his wife says mean things to him and throws a bottle at him. And now the whole world has to feel sorry for him. Yeah. Okay. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, with you here on WABC. Your call is coming up. Uh, don't you dare go away. Welcome to the golden age of radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, is on 77 WABC. Uh, that's Chicago. Uh, Chicago on WABC. Saturday. In the park. And on Saturday morning, if you're in the park, at 7 o'clock, you should tune in here. Saturday, 7 a.m., James Golden on Saturdays. This is one of my all-time favorite groups. I cannot tell a lie. There were groups that you just waited for their next album to drop. And Chicago was one of those groups. You just waited for that next album to drop because you knew the next album was going to be better than the last. And the last album was amazing. And that's from the time they did Chicago 1, which was the album was called Chicago Transit Authority. And then Chicago 2 has all the the ballad for the girl and canon and so many other hits. And, ooh, Wake Up Sunshine is on that album. We need to play that one day. We have to add it to the library if we don't have it. Wake Up Sunshine by Chicago. Anyway, WABC Talk Radio 77. We're going to do rapid phones. Rapid phones means we want to get everybody on the phone lines, give them a shot, not leave people hanging on. But in order to do that, we have to ask you to make it quick when you get on. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. And we do have a countdown. So right to your point, we're just going to go right down the line. Let us start with Michael in Pennsylvania, WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on with James Golden. Real quick, I, I saw a thing on the news yesterday about these metal detectors going through the subways. And this one liberal lady said it would be very unfair for black people to go through them. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Why is it unfair? You know? Tell me. Tell me why. How am I supposed to tell you why? I'm a black guy. I don't know why. Because, let me see. Because, because we have more metal in our bodies? No, that can't be it. Uh, I I don't know. Why do you think? It's just, that's what they do. They're racist. Oh, that's racist. No matter what's going to happen, it's racist. It's bad bad for people of color. Four. Thank you. You did it within 30. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Let's go to Richard, Norwalk, Connecticut. What is on your mind this afternoon? You're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly. Hi, Bo. Listen to you every day. Thank you. Just want to get a couple of things. Number one, one of your biggest problems there is the, the, the guy you got there as, the, as the, uh, the mayor of New York. He belongs on a pulpit. Number two, just real quick, did you ever hear what they have in Florida is stand your ground? Yes, that's the kind of law they. That's the kind of law they need in New York. You can stand your ground. Me, I wouldn't come to New York without a gun, and and I'm licensed Four, in, in three, the whole nine yards. Two, thank you, thank you for the Richard. Hey, way to go! Twenty nine seconds. Charles in Pelham. 
welcome. No, I'm sorry. It's Richard in Norwalk, Connecticut. If you're there, my bad. Richard in Norwalk, Connecticut, are you there? No. Let us go to Lewis in the Bronx. Lewis, you're up next. Okay. He hung up on us. Let's go to, he couldn't do it in 30 seconds. You know, you tell some guys to do it quick. They say, hey, I know. That's what I've been doing all my life. Rufus and Tom's River, New Jersey. Welcome, WABC. What? <laughs> You're on with Jay. <laughs> Mr. Golden, I know you just mentioned Chaka Khan, but that's. Uh... Chaka, 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 Khan, anyway, Khan, Chaka Khan. Yep, go ahead. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, they just opened a Joe Biden store just like Trump's store. Did you see, did you hear about it? Oh no, you got to you're kidding me, right? Yes, this is a joke. I am. Thank you. Thank you. I am. Even though he has 81 million votes, <laughs> no one opened up a store for him. Anyway, here's a good point. Today uh, I heard in the news uh was the day that uh, Ulysses Grant went went after the KKK. Yeah, Republican Republican. President. And we just ran out of time. Thank you for your call. By the way, today is like marijuana day. Apparently today's 420. So all the stoners, if you want to like, we still have a few minutes. If the stoners want to like weigh in, have at it. Eight four eight W A B C, eight four eight nine two two two. And let's go to Pamela in Central Jersey. Hello, Pamela. Welcome. Hello. In reference to the train vandals, ain't karma a bitch, and sometimes <laughs> it's a train. <laughs> No, we can't make light of people dying. Not even graffiti artists. They kill Kenny. Yeah, we, we we can. Ooh. Yes. That, you know what? A good way to get through this is satire. Give it back to the Dems and everything. Give it back to the the criminals. Thank you so much for your call, Pamela. Dead on time with the time. Robert, Brooklyn, New York. James Golden, aka Snurly. How are you, Robert? Hi. Okay. Fine. Thank you. Concerning the uh, problem with the judges with the Nobel. Yep. I suggest we find out which judges are very light on these, on these things, find out where they live, and protest in front of the houses 24 hours a day. Oh, so you want to dox the judges. Well, that wouldn't go over very well. Let us go to, is that Robert that we're going to next in Brooklyn, New York? Okay, Robert, we just had, thank you, Robert, for your, for your contribution. Let's go to Michael in Westchester County. Michael, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. Thank you, James. Real quick, if they're going to relieve any debt for the students, they should get rid of the interest. Let them pay the principal. Because banks, I understand, when they borrow from the Fed, they borrow next to zero or very close to it. And yet when they charge the student, they charge them through the nose. So if you're going to do anything to help them out here, get rid of the interest and make them pay the principal. Oh, I love that idea. Thank you, Michael. Let's talk about that some more. Um, Because I often wonder if – but look, if they're going to give students – a break on their loans. How about everybody else? How about giving me a break on my car loan? How about giving other people a break on their on their mortgage? I'm serious. What if you can highlight one group of oh students? Oh, they deserve a break. Really? Well, everybody deserves a freaking break, right? So let's talk about that sometime. We got to run. David, New Jersey, WABC Talk Radio seventy seven. Thanks for taking my call, James. In the People's Republic of New Jersey, the acting attorney general's office has decreed that off-duty police officers are now allowed to ingest marijuana. What's going to be interesting is how that will stand up to federal scrutiny. And I would encourage everybody that is trying to use the subways, please be careful. But rest assured, in June, as long as the chief justice is not being blackmailed, perhaps, just perhaps, the Second Amendment shall flourish in New York. And let's see gun grabber Chris Christie's reaction. He doesn't like the Second Amendment. I can't wait to hear about June's ruling by the Supreme. Thank you. Wow. Very concise. Very interesting points. We go to Joe in Queens, New York. Hello, Joe. Welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. Listen, this is what's going to happen in this country. The blue states and the red states, we're going to separate. We're going to have a civil war. And that's when Russia, China, and all the other enemies of the United States are going to come in and make their move. That's what's going to happen. Okay, let me just say to you, thank you for the call, and thank you for keeping it concise. Ain't going to happen. Okay, we are not going to have a civil war between blue states and red states because the red states have most of the guns and the blue states have most of the gigabytes. 
And so you're not going to have a war in the United States between blue and red states. Now, what many of us hope that happens is that we defeat the blue states on a federal level long enough that we can finally start dealing with the deep state bureaucracy that was first laid into, well, we don't know how long the deep state has been, but ever since the Clinton regime, it has been horrible. And so what I think many people hope for is that there will be finally, you know, we have been in a 100 years, almost a 100 year cycle of an even electorate. One of these days, and we had one once before in America, by the way, one of these days, there will be a clear majority. Our job is to make sure that that clear majority thinks like we do. Let us go to Yonkers and Joan. Welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on with James Golden. Hi, Mr. Snerdley. Thank you for my call. Um, just uh, the free college, we all know nothing is free. And what about the people whose parents struggle to already pay their debts through the years, and why not pay for trade and technical schools? Because those people are really working today. A lot of kids that went to college are not. Thank you, and I love your show. Thank you so much. Thank you, Joan. Love you too, my darling. Thank you. Lewis in the Bronx, you may get the last word. We're coming up on a close. Make it quick, Lewis. Yeah, make it quick. Listen, we know why liberals don't want um, um, forced help to the um, addicts and the homeless because they're afraid it may work. And they're pop up rehabilitation centers that popped up. Okay, the phone call. We have something on your line, but I heard enough of this, which was, you know why in Los Angeles they don't want to help the addicts and the homeless because they are afraid it may work. Now, that's an interesting thought. It has been wonderful. We are Pennsylvania. We are New Jersey. We are... Long Island. Yes, we are. We are Connecticut. We are all New York City. And New York City is the greatest city in the world. And, of course, our beloved America, the greatest nation that mankind, humanity, has ever witnessed. And you know what our job is? Our job is to make sure that there is an America that respects freedom, that respects liberty, and individual rights. Long after we are gone, that is what our job is. And increasingly, we are up against a liberal and socialist mentality that wants to strip those rights, that individual liberty, away. We cannot allow that to happen. There was a news story today, and we will cover this later in the week, probably with Princess Di, that more and more states are now on the electoral list moving over to Republican, at least as far as the post is concerned. We cannot let our guard down. We have to win in November. May God protect and bless you and your families and your loved ones. And look down with special favor on those suffering in Ukraine. We will be back tomorrow, 4 o'clock. See you then. Bye.